Folks, welcome to Real Mentors Radio. We're in Chapter 5 of Orrin Woodward's book, Resolve, The 13 Resolutions of Life. And you know, each chapter, even though it's independent of each other, when you look at it, it actually, each each resolution builds on itself. Today, I resolve to develop and implement a game plan in each area of my life. I know that planning and doing are essential parts of the success process. Notice that he says planning and doing. This is one of the things that just frustrates the fire out of me with folks that practice the law of attraction. And some of them that call themselves gurus, okay, that really irks me. Because they're sitting here telling people, all you got to do is just attract the right thoughts. The universe is going to be working with you. You want to know something more and hits it right here. Planning and doing. That's the key to success. He goes on, he writes something else that I, that I, I put wow beside because I thought this was pretty profound. He says, success never goes on sale, but most people spend their whole life dickering over the cost while never making the purchase. The price for success is high, but then again, so is the price for failure. One's gifts, talents, and energies are given to them for their time on earth, and a similar to time, once it's wasted in life, it can never be restored. See, if, if we learned in the last chapter about the ant and the elephant. If all we're doing is just sitting around here, and we're not filling our minds with the right images to move us off dead center. If all we're doing is sitting here thinking, man, I don't deserve this. Man, I wasn't born on the right side of the tracks. Man, I, I, I was born with a tarnished spoon in my mouth, not a gold spoon. We're not going to do anything. And even though Orrin says the cost is going to be a little higher, the steps are simple. And this is what people don't seem to get, is how simple it really is to start on the journey to what you defined as success. And success is going to change in different seasons of your life, different projects. At 16 years old, success was getting that beautiful girl that was walking up that ladder, swaying her behind to go out with me. I'm, I'm just being raw. I'm just telling you what it was. I'd known her for two years, never never realized who she was until the moment she went up that ladder in front of me. And from that moment, I was in love. Probably lust. But now we've been married 24 years, and I guarantee you it is love. See, that's, that's to me, success. We didn't get married till we were 22. There was a lot of pursuing that young lady. She, I was a rebel, and she wasn't. There's a song, Blue-Blooded Woman and a Redneck Man, and that's what we were. But what were the steps? See, I, I read what Orrin wrote here, and I realized I took these same steps to get my wife to marry me. One, you got to know what you want. I wanted Paige Winship to become my wife. Number two, what's it going to cost? I had no clue what it was going to cost. But number three, I was willing to pay it. And I paid it. It's not been a, a, a whole, you know, strawberries and cream. It's tough being married. 
but it was worth the cost. See, I don't think most people realize what it's going to cost them in any area of their life. See, as I shared earlier with you guys, my life was different. I mean, I've been a bounty hunter. I didn't know the cost I was going to pay in that. But it was worth it at the time. But why is it that most people aren't successful? Here's what Orrin writes. Why then is success so difficult if it only requires three steps? Because each step gets progressively harder. Hey, it was one thing taking tests to become a bounty hunter. It was a whole nother one the first time I went into the projects and brought out this gigantic black guy wanted for murder. It gets progressively harder. It's not a lack of talent or a lack of time or lack of opportunities that deny a person success in the West. Rather, it's the lack of a singular focus upon what one truly wants. See, a person must be willing to surrender who he is to become who he needs to be in the quest for significant success. In high school, I could talk tough, but I wasn't really tough. By the time I got out of the Marine Corps and decided I wanted to be a bounty hunter... That talk had become pretty successful because I'd had the training, the talent. See, success isn't something you just stumble into. It isn't a winning the lottery garbage. You want to succeed at your network marketing business. You want to succeed at your brick-and-mortar business. You want to be a speaker, an author, anything like that. You gotta, you've got you've to gotta go for it. You've got to make the plan, and then you've got to act on it. Orn writes this, listen to this. One must realize that the price for success is not purchased in a lump sum. Instead, it's paid in daily installments over time. Only after every installment plus interest is paid in full will anyone receive the prize. I had a situation, I, I see them all the time, but they come up and it's people jump, 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 jump. Company to company to company, looking for a better deal. The grass is greener on the other side, all kinds of crap. Instead of having a single focus and going for it. Orn and I have had some discussions because many years ago he had, he had wanted to launch his own company in personal development. And and I remember as as he left his practice company and was looking for what he had to do, he, he knew he had to set out for six months, seven months, something like that. And so he was formulating the plan, trying to figure out what he was going to do. And, and during that time period, there was a lot of setbacks. I'm going to be writing a series of articles on this in the upcoming months. Numerous setbacks that that should just freak people out totally, but he and his team stayed steady, found a company that, that they went to in the interim. They they didn't have what they needed. They had a lot of other things had to get taken care of, some legal issues and big – I mean, it's crazy when you're in network marketing. took a long time. But he never lost that single focus. See, he knew and his leaders that were around him knew what it was they needed to do, what the cost was going to be, and the fact that they were willing to pay it. See, dreams turn plans, dreams turn into plans which turn into goals. Now I'm not I'm not big on the word goals. I think it's overused and and you guys have heard me say this before because of my military background, we have objectives. 
And I believe when you have objective and outcomes, you can you, you you never have to worry about oh I failed because there's never a failure. There's always some type of outcome that you can learn from. Not going to go down this philosophical path. I'm going to use the word goal because I think in in this case Orange using the same thing. Using we're on the same thing. He said one must realize the price of success is not purchased in a lump sum. See when you have a goal. You don't just get the goal overnight. You have to plan for it. Baby steps, installments are made. He goes on, he says this. If your commitment is non-negotiable, you will pay whatever price legally, morally, and ethically is required. Dreams turn into plans, which turn into goals. Develop a plan for success in every area of your life, making Every monthly deposit to pay the price in full. This is why he, he um, in, in one of his other books, Life, they have eight spokes. It's like a wheel of a captain's wheel. And there's eight areas of life that he helps people plan and set their goals. Now, I only have five that I'm working on. Others have eight, and maybe others have 14. I don't know. But see, you've got to get the game plan. When I work with my clients, I put a game plan together that's customized for them. All of my same values, all of my same principles are are drilled into this action plan. But at the end of the day, only they can determine if they're going to take and put the action plan to work. I tweak it along the way. I help them as we reach certain objectives and and we look at what those objectives are. We'll switch and we'll do some more and and we may tweak it every 90 days or so. That's the plan. But the plan's only part of it. You've got to put the plan in action. It's interesting as I look at this, because he says, plan, do, check, adjust. And he uses, a, a, a when he was an engineer at GM, a Dr. Edward Deming. And this is one of his mentors, flashpoint in his life. He said, Deming stated, tests and experiments are performed to make predictions and verify predictions based upon data from the test. He went on to explain how experiments help a person determine the accuracy of their predictions. If his thinking is correct, he should be able to predict the results of the experiment. But if the results were not predictable, then his prediction is not accurate and requires further changes before testing. I can pretty much tell you Dr. Deming would probably have been a lot like Aristotle Okay, they got all this this deep stuff. I like this. Bottom line, if you're doing something and it doesn't work, then you're not going in the right direction. It goes to that old saying, if you do the same thing over and over again with the same results and that result is failing, then you're nuts. Change what you're doing to make it work right. But you want to know what most people do? They give up. They plan, they do... It doesn't work. They quit. When the program says plan, do, check, and adjust, not plan, do, check, I quit. Plan, do, check, it didn't work. Plan, do, check, adjust. P-D-C-A. Plan, do, check, adjust. Don't ever, I mean, just steal that. Steal it from him and use it. Every person's PDCAs will be different, but every person can improve in any area if he's willing to follow the disciplined plan, do, 
check, adjust. Orrin writes something in here that goes right along with this. He says, Excellence demands consistent planning and testing. And a, plan, and a person must desire the goal more than he or she desires comfort. I have a friend of mine. Her name's Donna Johnson. Donna's company went through went through some struggles 2009-2010. She's a top distributor in her company. Company's Arbon. They went into bankruptcy because of an equity fund. A lot of people were saying Arbon's not going to make it. A lot of people started coming to Donna saying you you need to come over here. Come to come to us. Come work with us. Come do the we'll take care of you. Now listen, Orn writes, excellence demands consistent planning and testing, and a person must desire the goal more than desired comfort. Donna was going through a very discomforting time period. Leaders were looking at other companies. She knew that if she just stayed true, she loved the company, loved Rita Davenport, loved the products, loved her team, she knew what her desired goal was. And she knew she wanted that desire to go more than anything in the world, no matter how uncomfortable it was. Long story short, Arbon made it through bankruptcy. I would think I may have been the only network marketing ambassador that actually said they'll be okay. Their field is unprecedented. They're the greatest team I've ever seen, and they are to this day. They're, they're the wildest, craziest women that you'll ever meet. They didn't just make it through the bankruptcy, those that stayed the course, those that are still there today are making more money than they ever have before. They're helping more people, more women, inside and outside of, 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 of the network marketing. I mean, they, they help charity causes like you wouldn't believe. Two of Donna's greatest leaders wrote a book called Flip Flop CEOs. It's just a dynamic book. See, she knew that excellence demanded consistent planning and testing. And she had the desire to make the goal happen, no matter how discomfortable it was. Orn writes this. He says, a person simply cannot improve the craft until it is performed correctly over and over again. Even if he has made mistake after mistake for an extended period of time until it gets good. See, that's a person simply cannot improve his craft until it is performed correctly. See, if all you keep doing is the same mistake, this goes back to being nuts. If you keep doing and doing and doing, but it isn't right because you weren't following the plan, do, check, adjust, then you want to know what you're going to get good at doing it wrong. And you're going to be the most successful failure, not as a person, I'm talking about at your projects, in the world. People are going to look at you and say, you know what, he reminds me of Abraham Lincoln. He just kept failing, but by golly, he never quits. Until you adjust your course. This is why it's so important that you build it and do it right. It's funny, because one of the other guys that we know says that to become good at anything, you, you've got to do it in 10,000 hours. It's Malcolm Gladware. He talks about this in Tipping Point. Most people aren't going to put three hours into something. Matter of fact, in network marketing, here's what I hear all the time. I see it all the time. Make money. Make a million dollars in 24 hours. 
Recruit 100 people in 90 days and become a millionaire. Don't recruit anybody and I'll pay you $1,500 a month. I, I see this crap constantly. But yet, the statistics show it takes you 10,000 hours. My good friend Richard Brooke says, network marketing is a three- to five-year plan. It took me 13 years to make a five-figure income a month. And that, that and that's small change for most of these people. He was great for me, and I didn't do it consistently. We did it several months in a row. And, and then boosted that into a full-time income, and it's been a phenomenal ride. Not building anything anymore. Now I just, I'm an advocate and consultant, and I have fun helping lots of people. But I put in 10,000-plus hours. I busted my butt. I screwed it up all the time, but I wasn't willing to quit. I knew if I could just keep going, I could make it happen. I knew if I just pushed through. One of the guys that I just love reading about, Abraham Lincoln, here's what Orrin writes. Abraham Lincoln, amidst many trials and tribulation, invested his 10,000 hours in personal development and people. Commenting, I will work, I will study, and when my moment comes, I will be ready. Lincoln set out to deliberately build himself through working, studying, learning, and improving all key aspects of any any person's PDCA process. Only through pushing past a person's comfort zone will a person improve their level of skills. See, that's what it takes. You've got to push yourself beyond what you think is reasonable and that will work. It's 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 a pain. But just like when I'm working out and my muscles are pushed to the limit and I can feel the pain and I watch the veins start to pop, I know that they'll never go back into the same form that they were either. I know that when I've pushed my boys to their limits sometimes and they've gotten frustrated, I know because I kept pushing and pushing, they have never gone back into the same form that they used to be. Because I knew with deliberate practice would become the pain for success, the pain of greatness. JT, my middle son, is one of the smartest 25-year-olds I've ever met. He was that way at 15, reading on a college level, in, just engulfed with knowledge. Sometimes he doesn't operate it as wisely as I'd like to see, but he's always got a game plan, always doing something. See, Orrin breaks this down. He says there's basically three types of people in life. My words, not his. Quitters, campers, and climbers. Makes you wonder what you are. But see, we have to learn who and what we are. Are we going to be a camper or are we going to be a quitter? See, it's interesting. He writes, even though all human beings are born with the urge to climb... There are billions of people in this world. The mountaintops remain practically empty. It's got a great point there. What happens to all of life's mountain climbers? Most end up compromising what they truly want for what is immediately available, unwilling to endure the painful climb, becoming giver-uppers instead of grown-ups. When I was a kid, we went to the mountains a lot. My mom and dad lived there for a long time. I've been in the desert. I've been in the canyons. I love being at the beach. 
But there's nothing in this world like going to the top of the mountain. And you want to know what else is really cool? Is after you've been at the top of the mountain, there ain't nothing better than just coming down to the valley and just chilling for a little bit. Preparing for the next mountain climb and going back up that mountain. Sadly, most people won't do that. They'd rather follow the stream. And you want to know what happens in the mountains? When you follow a stream into the mountains between in a valley, almost verbatim, you start going down towards sea level. A lot of times that stream digs a canyon. And sometimes, if you don't do it right, you end up below sea level. You end up with walls so sheer you can't climb out of that canyon that you're in. And you wonder how you got there. I'll tell you how you got there. You didn't have a game plan. You were just following the stream. You weren't following the plan. You didn't sit there and plan and do and check and adjust. You weren't you weren't like Lewis and Clark. You just said, Man, I climbed the mountain top. Now you're in the valley. Oh, this stream looks cool. I'm just gonna follow the little fish flipping around. Look at that salmon go. Don't you want to climb back up the mountain? No, that's too hard, man. I remember the last time. I mean, it was cool up there, but it was hard work. I don't want to do that again. So you follow the stream right into a canyon. All of a sudden, what was green, plush grass becomes desert land. Just it's There's nothing there. And you're wondering, how did I get here in my life? I wanted to be successful. And instead, I ended up just a normal... Everyday, mediocre person, dreaming my life away, pulling back the pop top off of a Schlitz can and watching NASCAR on TV. NASCAR wasn't on, then it was the Barrett-Jackson auction. Watching the Cajun billionaires. I'm not being facetious. Think about your life. Make it right now. Say, I'm going to invest the 10,000 hours it takes to be somebody, to be a success at whatever endeavor that I've been called to do. I'm never going to give up pursuing my purpose in life. Because if you do that, the sky is the limit. Tomorrow, Chapter 6, Resolve. I resolve to keep score in the game of life. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow morning for RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.